Welcome into Success by Design, a business podcast on the WHIN Podcast Network. Now, here is the founder and CEO of Navarro Creative Group, Wendy Navarro. Welcome back into Success by Design. I'm Wendy Navarro with Navarro Creative Group, and I am your host for these podcasts where we highlight wonderful businesses and business owners in the local Sumner County and Middle Tennessee area um, to bring news information and just kind of spotlight the cool things that are going on around us and within our community. Today, we are very excited to have Jonathan Kidd, who is the CEO for Scrub Hub and Uniform Solutions. Yes, ma'am. Jonathan, thank you for being yeah, here. Absolutely. Taking time out of your busy schedule. Yeah. So totally appreciate it. What I want to do is just have a conversation about okay. what goes on in business. Let's uh, let people hear the ins and the outs, the good, the bad, and the ugly. How much time you have? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to keep it to a, a little bit of a timed uh, yeah. in, you know, uh, event, but... You know, let's let people in. Yeah. Right? Okay. So let's talk about ScrubHub. I know that ScrubHub has been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Family owned. Yes, ma'am. Started right here in Middle Tennessee. Yes, ma'am. So tell us about it. Kind of give you the history of yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, April 1st of this year will be 25 years. Oh so we're really excited about that. Congratulations. Um, we have continued to develop, you know, through the years. It first started in my parents' basement, actually, in 1984. Wow. Um, with a very small investment, and uh, it was it's grown ever since. But um, in 95, my dad... Um, he worked for his name's Barry Kidd, and he worked for a company called Tennessee Uniform, and um, it got bought out by Unifirst. And at that time, that he was not real comfortable doing what they were asking him to do, um, mm-hmm. it was not honest. And so he wrote his resignation, and he had been there um, over 25 years himself. Wow! And walked in and said, uh, "Here's my resignation. I can be here, you know, for as long as you need, but I cannot." you know be unethical and uh integrity matters absolutely yeah huge yeah so um so he walked away from a very good job and he uh my mom said hey you stick with what you know so he knew uniforms and so the business he had in his um garage he just turned that into a brick and mortar store and we did mail order all throughout the country so we would be shipping stuff to pennsylvania or iowa or um, Idaho, uh, Texas. Okay, now, but this is before the internet. Yes. Okay, yeah. so you didn't have social media and, and the internet yeah. to get that information no. out there. So how were you doing it? So he had two ads. One was in Farm Journal, one was in Penny Pincher. And it <laughs> I was, remember the Penny Pincher. <laughs> yes, so it was a one-page ad, and uh, the, tell you, before the internet, on the bottom of the page, it said, uh, when your order uniforms are ready, we'll send them. So uh, he, he went Ever somebody would say, "Hey, I want ten pairs of thirty-four thirties. They need to be navy blue pants, work pants." He would hold their check until they he had them all, and then he'd send them out. That could be a week. That could be that day. It could be two months from then. Wow. Well, people expected. Yeah. They didn't expect immediacy. No, at they did not. Either, no, they right? didn't. You can maybe get your order in, and you'd have a couple of weeks to wait, yep. and then you'd have another couple of weeks yep. to do something. You don't else. have that now. No way. <laughs> but he, you know, he just listened to the customers, what they needed, and then he did it. He saw a need, and he fulfilled it. So there was farmers all around the country that needed work pants, and they didn't have the money 
money to spend a lot of money on new ones. So he gave them used ones and they were fine. Oh, that's nice. And uh, so his store was half new, half used. So we continued the used side of the business for several years. And then um, anybody that would come in, if we didn't have it, my dad said, I'll, I'll get it next week. And so that's how we got into the medical uniforms, the scrubs. Uh, a lady came in one week and he said, she said, do you have scrubs? And he said, what scrubs? <laughs> and she said, well, what nurses wear? He said, I'll have them next week. So he had them next week and called her, sold three. She came back the next day, bought three more, brought a friend. She brought wow. three. So anytime he sold one, he bought two. And he just continued to reinvest, reinvest, reinvest. And we continue to do that today. You know, we... Mm-hmm. Uh, we have over 20 employees, five stores. We travel online and all that. So we've we've built the business through cash flow, and um, we have never had to borrow a dime. That's we've, amazing. Uh, never been in the red. Um, so Dave Ramsey will re- be really yeah, proud of you. <laughs> it's uh, but he taught me that, and his dad taught him that. Yeah, and so I don't know any other way. It's, but and that's it's, fantastic yeah. because then you're not really trying to think about is the cash flow going to be mm-hmm. there and and am I how far am I in debt yep. and what do we need to do and scramble because I think a lot of businesses get into trouble yeah, when they do, they do that. And I, I would not be able to sleep at night. Yeah, I, I need my sleep, so yeah. <laughs> I don't like to borrow. You need money. that beauty sleep, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's the entrepreneurial spirit. Of course, was definitely alive and well in yeah. your dad yeah. and your mom was a huge supporter yeah. and said just do it, which I think a lot of people. Um, they get scared, they get cold yeah. feet, and they don't jump. Yeah. But I think that's proof why you should. Yeah. Right? If you have an idea, you have something that's in you yeah. that's saying, you know, this is the this is the right thing to do. We're just going to do it, and then you're going to figure out how to do it along the yes. way. Yes. I love that. Yes. Okay, so now your dad has built this thriving business. Mm-hmm. It has been brick and mortar and mail order. Mm-hmm. How did you get involved? Uh, well. I- I, whenever we opened in 95, I was around 12 years old, 11, 12 years old, and I idolized my dad. Oh. I mean, he is my hero, still is. Uh, when I grow up, I want to be like him. Oh. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, but I just like being around him. I like yeah. being around my mom, yeah. and uh, they're, they're wonderful people. And um, I, I saw it was something new. They didn't really have to speak in words saying, hey, you know, this is a risk. Uh, you know, you could kind of tell. Mm-hmm. And so I would just do whatever I could, you yeah. know. So I, after At 11 school, or 12, you yeah. recognize mm-hmm. that. Okay. Yeah. And uh, my younger brother, he was still pretty young. He was uh, about eight years old. Um, and my older brother, he was involved in sports real heavy. So he had an out. So <laughs> then that kind of left me. And, um, and, uh, so I started helping after school, doing whatever I had to do at that time. We made a lot of, uh, mugs with companies, um, uh, branding on it. Mm-hmm. And so you, we made those by hand and actually, I actually do an order every year for those for a company, wow. 500 a year. And I'm the one doing them still, but really but after school, um, she would start making the mug. I'd have to dip it in water, take the paper off, uh, count them all, make sure we had enough. I couldn't break any. Um, so I just started, started helping. Um, but I did that, you know, all throughout junior high and high school. I'd work in any breaks I had college, uh, uh any breaks I had, I would come home to work and, um, actually I wrote my senior paper in high school. Um, we, it was, we just had to write a five page paper. What do you want to do when you grow up? And mine was, I want to be my dad. Oh, wow. And so, um, so I just always knew I wanted to work for oh. him. Uh, he worked for his dad. I wanted to work for him, and so that's how I got involved. Um, I really got involved in college. Uh, we had a general manager who ended up getting cancer and uh, dying, and my dad, he didn't have a day off probably for like a year and a half. Oh my gosh. And so 
um, and in college, he was like, "Hey, I'll pay you ten dollars an hour <laughs> if you'll come work this summer." And uh, I mean, that was big money, of you course. Know? And yeah. so I was like, "Yes, I'll be there." I work, so I work about fifty hours a week. Wow. And, uh, so I really got involved in learning the ins and yes, outs and having. That's, did yes. your Did your dad have you like multitask? Were you yes. doing everything? A little bit of everything. And yeah. that's kind of the way that you really understand an, yes, an organization you have is to when do you it. start at the bottom and work your way through mm-hmm. everything and. When you were doing that, because I'm I'm pretty sure I know you well enough to mm-hmm. think that as you're doing that, you're also coming up with new ideas. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it got to a point where my dad was like, "Look, you just be quiet. You know, <laughs> like you, you're coming up. Like, not you don't have to have ideas all the time. You know." So I'd write them down. Yep. And um and some of them I implement now. You know. Yeah. And, and he implemented some. And I'm I'm not saying that, but. You know, my goal was to have a Super Bowl commercial one day. You oh, know, there so, we go. I mean, you know, so I had a lot of ideas. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you have to have them. You know, you yes. have to dream. But dreams mean nothing if you don't have a work ethic. And you have to have intentional work. It's yeah. not enough just to work hard. Right. I mean, a lot of people work hard and don't have much, you know. Yeah. Uh, you have to be intentional with it. Yep. And uh, when you combine those two, I think that's when you start to have some success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with with the ideas with you working with your dad um, and coming up with these new ideas, what kind of changes did you see or new? I, I don't really want to say improvements because I think it's changes just happened. Yeah. Because they're logical, mm-hmm. right? right? They make perfect sense for a business because the old way of doing something maybe is no longer um, very uh, efficient, mm-hmm. right? So what did you do? What were some of the things that you did? Uh, one was uh, we were spending $12,000 a year with uh, the Yellow Pages. Oh, wow. Okay. And, yep. and, I, and so um, I just said, hey, Dad, like I don't even know how to use a phone book. <laughs> and uh he said, well, what do you use? You know, I was like, well, I use Google. Like, <laughs> it's free, you know? And so, you know, we built out a big Google page and, and all of that. You know, it's still important, hugely Absolutely. important to our business. Um, but, you know, just I was able to save $12,000 a year just right off the bat. You right. know, stuff like that. Um, giving people a gift every time they make a purchase. Um, nice. I was like, hey, Dad, I have these, this Kroger, or Kroger keychain, and I keep it on my keychain because I get, you know, 10 cents off a gallon of gas. And I said, well, why don't we do something like that for our customers when they come in? Just give them a free gift. We can get the free gifts from our vendors. Mm-hmm. And just give them out. It's not going to cost us nothing. It's wow. like, great, do it. So, um, so I think what's really great about what I'm hearing from you is that your dad was open to these suggestions, though, right? I mean, yeah, you were coming oh, yeah. at him probably like a tornado yeah. for a while, right? Yeah. But he's open to the suggestions, and so he was open to sure. learning new things himself. Sure. Because he'd been doing it for so long the same way. Sure. And having that new mindset come in here is probably kind of exciting, though, I think, yeah. for him as well. Yeah, and it's still exciting for me, too. I mean... When I have new employees coming in, you know, they may have a outlandish idea and there may be a reason why we can't do it. Sure. But every now and again, you know, you'll have an employee that has a great idea. Yeah. Um, for instance, our old sales rep I had, his name was DJ, and he's a pastor here in town now, but he said, hey, he said, um, the only reason I buy Lucky jeans and go to Lucky is because I have a punch card they give me and I accumulate points and I get, you know, something off. I said, brilliant, do it. And so he made it. Not we it. used it for a long time. Um, and that really did a lot to uh, bring um, 
uh, some security with the customers you already had, you know, some loyalty. Yeah. And uh, I still go around and I see those punch cards. Like I'll go to a hospital and set up like, hey, I got five punch cards. Can I use them? No, that's awesome. You know, so yeah. that's, you know, you just got to be willing to listen mm-hmm. and be humble. And I don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. You know, I still don't. Yeah, none of us do, right? No, I'm, I'm never going to have all the answers. And, and you know, Lord willing, our company's going to survive past me and somebody's going to take it farther than I could. Because mm-hmm. at some point I'm going to get tired, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Um, and. And so I, I got to be willing to change and adapt and, and listen. Well, one thing I know that you do really, really well, though, is you think out of the box a lot. You are doing things mm-hmm. that people probably would not think. Like people think uniform company, okay, we're going to order online. You buy your scrubs. You know, you're a nurse, doctor, whoever needs the uniforms. But you've created something that's really, really unique in your industry, Mm -hmm. where instead of going for just the one online sale, you created something called groups. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about how you did that? So um, I just, again, just watched where the market was going. And so I I went there. Uh, I did it in a different way. Uh, We got, of course, we're way behind the game on individual purchases online nationwide, individuals. But um, with the system that we have, it's built for groups, mm-hmm. and groups are more sustainable uh, once you uh, treat a, a customer right on the front end and, and individual sales, too. So when you have a new hire that comes in, uh, I just looked at business different. So mm-hmm. a lot of sales reps, they're out for that one big sale, and then they're out for that one big sale next year, too, or in two years when you buy annually or semi-annually. That's not as important to me because I know that if I uh, will treat the new hires like royalty mm-hmm. you know just mm-hmm. that one lady who's getting four pairs of pants and four tops if i pull that off flawlessly every time i never have to worry about those big orders they yeah. just come so the the sales reps are putting such an emphasis on the big orders um to me that's pretty foolish because uh, they just let all the individuals go in mm-hmm. between time and so I just saw, I saw, okay, what are they not doing? Okay, well, that's what I'm going to do because I'm hearing my customers say, I can't ever get my new hires in uniforms. Mm-hmm. And so I just developed a system that makes it really easy uh, for them to do that, and they can do it anywhere in the country. Um, so they don't have to be local in order no, to be a not. part of your program? No, ma'am. No, I, this I is would nationwide. Rather, yes, ma'am. I'd rather sell to someone in Idaho than than Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's many advantages to that. Um, some I won't get into, but <laughs> but uh, there are advantages to that. And uh, whatever it costs me on the front end to lock down that account is totally worth it because mm-hmm. I'm not going to have to worry about that account moving forward because we're going to get it to them fast and we're going to treat, you know, even the individual sales, they're going to think, man, these are more important to this guy than my big sale. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll happily give him my big sale every year. Right. So yeah, and you just got to look at it different. You do. And you do. You do that so well. And I think that's been a huge part of your success. When you implemented that part of your program, mm-hmm. what kind of growth did you see? And how did you end up marketing that? Because trying to reach mm-hmm. out to people across the United States is not as easy as, you know, just knocking on doors. Right. How did you do it? Well, uh, act, oddly, enough, is it, it? It, oddly <laughs> enough, it did start on knocking on okay. the door. Okay. Um, and it was here locally, a group, um, and it was when I was first developing this. So I thought, hey, what do I got to lose? Yeah. You know? And so many people in business are so scared of hearing the word no. Yeah. Like, 
I just say no to myself all the time so I get used to hearing <laughs> no, you know. Um, you, you cannot be scared to hear no. Yeah, you know, if, right. If you're, if you're scared to be here to hear no, then you're you're in the wrong business. Absolutely. You, know? you need to go work for somebody else. Yep. Um, but I just actually I just walked in. I said, Hey, where do y'all get your stuff? And she said, I don't know, somewhere in Texas, and they're terrible. She said, Here's the corporate number. Give them a call. Ask for Megan. Huh? So I call and Megan picked up the phone. Wow. And I said, Hey, this is who I am. This is where I'm at. Uh, but it doesn't matter where I'm at because I have the ability to sell to you all over the country. I don't know how many locations you have. You could have 10. You could have 500. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, I said, I'll treat every single one like like it's the most important sale I ever have. Yep. And so she said, I want to hear more what you have to say. And so we set up a call and uh, pitched it. And it, it really wasn't even pitching it for me because it was just years and years of developing this on a local level. Uh, but our system allowed me to take it nationwide, mm-hmm. and so I just did it. Wow. And um, so, and and a lot of people in whatever industry they're in, if they're looking at a company like, well, that's just a small company. I'm not going to go for that account. I'm going to only go for the big ones. Mm-hmm. You're really selling yourself short because uh, you never know where that HR rep or whoever you're talking to in that smaller office is going to go one day. Absolutely. And you never know what office that one is connected to. Yeah. So uh, for me, I go for the small ones because they can say to the other ones that they know that are larger, say, hey, look, this guy, you need to go with him because he treats my office like I have 500 people. And you're you know. able to develop personal relationships so much easier when you have a smaller business, small to medium-sized business mm-hmm. that you're working with, um, than trying to go through the red tape of yes. the, the bigger businesses, right? Yes. So, and the building those relationships, I, I know in our business is so important because mm-hmm. when we can provide one-on-one attention, that means a lot. Oh, absolutely. So by doing that, you've you've just kind of created, it, you know, like here, I, I trust this guy. Yeah. And that whole you know, like and trust is so important. Yeah, to be your business is built on trust. Yeah, like you know that that's what I in an initial email I send or initial phone call I send I will absolutely throw out that the word trust. Yeah, and I'll say you know my goal is for you to trust me with your uniform program. Oh, I love that. And uh, I'm here to earn your trust. Yeah, and I don't say I'm here to earn your business. Right. Um, and I tell my customers on the front end I don't get paid on commission. I'm proud of that. Yeah. Um, and that makes them feel more comfortable. Um, and you know, I tell them you can buy my product anywhere. So you can buy this, uh, from Amazon. A lot of it you can, uh, you can buy it on any national website company, but you cannot buy me. Right. And so that is what sets us apart is our staff. That is so brilliant because I think a lot of people think, oh, how am I going to compete with Amazon? How do I compete with the big box stores? Well, when you have something that someone wants that is not tangible, like you're talking about, that um, experience, the trust, the the reputation, the um, confidence, then that means a whole lot to them because they can't afford to miss you know, getting their new hires in mm-hmm. uniform on the start of a day. And you are able to make sure that that happens for them. Absolutely. That's very cool. Yeah. That's very cool. That And that's a huge impact. And I think, you know, what, what I love is that, you know, we can take this down from the big picture and then dwindle it down to really what's meaningful within the business. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge part of it. Yep. So it's very cool. Okay, so now we've talked about you bringing this on board. You started on Google. Now you guys have five stores now. Yes, ma'am. Across <laughs> Middle Tennessee and in Cookville. Yes, ma'am. Right? Mm-hmm. That's big. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's huge. That's And you guys service many of the big hospitals as well as big um, online, uh, not online, but uh, areas across the United States. Uh-huh. And you you guys started off as a small family business, are still a, a family business, yes, but you've grown to be able to manage those huge accounts. Mm-hmm. Well, so what's for, the challenge with that? Well, um, challenges for me, the, the biggest challenge I have, challenge I have is uh, training, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. keeping everybody trained. Uh, that's a big focal point that yeah. we have moving forward. Um, but it's the way we're able to grow, grow is our people. I have very good people. And, uh, why is that though? Why do you have good people? Well, at one point, um, I had good people and I lost them. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a micromanager. I was out to prove something. Oh, interesting. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. This was back, uh, probably in 2000. We're getting to juicy. Okay. Yeah. Get, to, get the juicy out there. Yeah. 2009, right. 2010. Uh-huh. Um, I started full time out of college two days after I got graduated, uh, in May of 2006. And by 2010, 11, I had I had lost all of our good people. Really? Yeah. And wow. I thought, well, I wonder why I've lost all my good people. And then nobody really had to tell me. I thought, well, I'm the only one left that that I trust. So maybe it's me. <laughs> you know, that's pretty good insight for a freshly out of college yeah. young man. Yeah. And uh, I have some buddies who say, you know, you're the same person in third grade that you are in third at 30. And I think for a large portion of whatever your life is that's probably true but you do have the ability to change yes and i had to change yeah and because i thought you know i'm going to kill myself (laughs) you know i'm literally this job is literally going to kill me if if i continue working like i'm working and micromanaging like this so um i noticed that myself i changed i changed my management style um i let people do their jobs they may f- do it a different way than me. Mm-hmm. It may take them a little longer, but as long as we're going to get to the same result, I'm cool with it. Um, I let people do their jobs, and um, I, I, I'm a man of faith. I believe in prayer. So I really started praying, Lord, bring me the people I need mm-hmm. uh, in this company for the harvest we're going to have one day. Mm-hmm. And at this time, the company, it was, it was a slower time. You know, the economy wasn't great. Uh, but I knew I believed in the ability I had. I believed in the ability of our company, um, and uh, you have to have belief in yourself, you Absolutely. know, to, to to do it. Yep. And so I, the right people came along, and uh, I let them do their jobs, and I found people that were strong in my weaknesses. And you can't so feel threatened smart. by that. Yes. Uh, and a lot of people are like, "Well, I'm not going to," you know, they get threatened by it, and yep. they end up firing that person or whatever. Uh, I say more power to them. Yeah. Uh, if you can do something better than I can, go for it. Uh, yeah. I find people to do things in our company that I'm not good at, and I let them go. Absolutely. Uh, for instance, my brother, he is so good. My older brother, he is so good um, with inventory management. Uh, he thinks different than I do, and I have to, we have to have that. Mm-hmm. And because he's, he's inventor- doing the inventory management much better than I ever could, um, it's making us more profitable. Uh, we're getting better turns on our product. We're getting rid of product that's not moving. Uh, where m- my brain just doesn't go there. Yep. I'm a relational guy. You give me a carrot, I'm going. I'm going to chase after it. You mm-hmm. know, I I like to win. You mm-hmm. know, it's not so much of how big the sell is or anything like that. Did I win or not? Yep. That's kind of how I am. But yeah, finding people that can do what you're not good at and do it well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and being willing to change and to listen. So I'm really curious, how did you change? I mean, it's not a matter of overnight it, because obviously you had these habits that were in, that were in you. It yeah. was a habit. Yeah. So it, ha- it takes time. So what was it that you did to change? Well, I was real honest with myself and uh, I came home and I talked to my wife about it a lot and <laughs> she helped me a lot mm-hmm. and, uh, and I prayed through it mm-hmm. and uh, I got over myself and thought hey i'm i'm not as big as i think i am okay you know yeah and so it was day by day yeah you know and being honest when you hire people on the front end and i would tell them hey we used to have a lot of good people here and they're all gone because of me oh interesting and i was very upfront with them okay and uh just said i'm not going to be that way anymore and i'm calling on you to be accountability with me and if i am you tell me mm-hmm. you have the right to tell me and so um me speaking that to them you know, it made me be accountable myself too, and it probably gave them a a, a great sense of um, of just feeling like, okay, you know what, this is great. I can have communication with my boss, mm-hmm. right, without feeling like I'm going to get fired, right. And that's that that safety net mm-hmm. is really important in yes, in work. Yeah, I, I I tell everybody we hire my I, my doors always open. Yeah, even if it's closed so and good. I'm working, my doors open. You yeah. just knock, walk in. You yeah. Know? Um, I got nothing to hide in my office. You can see whatever's on my computer screen. You know, we can sit here and talk, you know. Yeah. Uh, I've had people come in and just, uh, and uh, that are employees and just tell me some things going on in their life and, and I'll listen and talk to them or something going on at work. Yeah. And I love that stuff. And so we were talking about relationship with the customers and your clients and everything, but those relationships inside the office are just as yeah. meaningful and as important. Yeah. You're, you're, that's your biggest asset. Yeah. And uh, instead of using people, like I used to, mm-hmm. uh, you don't use them. You let them. You let them do their job. You yeah. let them work. And so when I hire someone now, I'm looking more like to empower them to do what they're yeah. called to do, and say, okay. Uh, my dad told me to look at it kind of like I'm a baseball coach, because he he grew up coaching us, uh-huh. and, and and he was my coach forever. And so he said, you know, when I'd coach you guys, I would put everybody in the spot that they were best at. He said, so that's what you need to do here. Mm-hmm. You're a coach. Just put people where they're best at. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I, I will tell people, you know, I'm kind of like a coach. And I'm going to put you where you're best at, where yep. you can thrive and where you feel comfortable. And um, I'm not going to ask you to do something that's outside of your personality. Yep. And uh, so it, it just it works well when you have open communication with your employees and treat them like the asset that they are. Absolutely. And and the other part of that though is then you free up your time to go out there and do what you're good at yes and that's just as important and valuable for your company yeah so good for you that's yep. recently my older Bravo. brother my older brother said you need to do uh what you want to do in this company and, mm-hmm. and what you're good at and he said let me tell you what you're good at what you're not and he just told me it oh, was great so great to have siblings it was good it? it was good i was like thank you for telling me that it like freed me up you know? yeah so now do all of you work in the company uh we all have at one time or okay. another uh my younger brother he uh works for fedex mm-hmm. uh, he's in missouri with his wife and his wife is from there and so uh, he's out there with uh, with all her family, and then uh, my older brother. He he built um, our biggest store that we have now. Uh, he worked there from 2000 to about 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, went back to college, and then came back. 
And so good um, for him. Yeah, that's amazing. And my grandmother does all of her hemming. So does she really? She does. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so everybody's still working. So you guys do have a lot of like personalized uh, services. I mean, yet you know you you're you know sending out the the garments and everything, but mm-hmm. you also do logos and you do branding and you'll do the uh, embroidery. So you have a lot of things that somebody doesn't have to go to like three people to get what they want right. when they're buying from you. Yep. Uh, I just tell everybody from um, from head to toe, you know, we'll dress you from head to toe, mm-hmm. whether it's apparel for your group or uh, screen printing, monogramming, uh, whatever you want, uh, head to toe, we'll, we'll outfit you. Yeah. That's awesome. So tell me what the favorite, what is your favorite part of the job? Oh, that, that was a moving target. Um, <laughs> I would have to say right now it is, um, you know, I, you, I, I believe in, in writing the vision and making it plain. And so I wrote that vision. I'd made it plain to myself, plain to my employees, what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And so we are, we're at that point right now. Oh, wow. And so um, my job right now, what gives me a lot of energy is uh, fulfilling that. Okay. Um, so, and, and seeing, seeing the employees in their spots too yeah um but right now what gives me a lot of energy a lot of joy in the in the company is um going out and and doing the contacts um you know here and no every now and again is good for me um but i like (laughs) keeps you humble i like to win so so going out there and presenting what we do presenting our services yeah uh that's what i really like because i know i'm actually helping people yeah you're really proud of what you do you can hear it when you're talking, it. yeah, you're, I, I mean, it. I think that you you're proud that you guys are have built a company that really is ethical, that really does mean meaningful work for your clients, mm-hmm. and I can hear that in your voice. Well, all I have is my name, yeah, so my yeah. name's attached to this thing, so right, uh, it needs to be good. Yeah, that's awesome. And so, what's your what's your least favorite part of the job? My least favorite. That's good. <laughs> uh, my least favorite would be. Um, office work ah it is it's, it's like nails on a chalkboard to get me to sit in my office and do admin type work yeah it's something that i know i have to do and i absolutely hate it yeah i to get anxious and want to get out there i feel like i'm in a cube oh i cannot stand oh it. my gosh okay so what's next for scrub hub and uniform solution what is next okay um continuing to improve all of our stores um thank the lord that our retail has gone up every year um even though the market is not Mm -hmm. um as far as for me personally what is next it's like i said just continuing to build nationwide accounts (laughs) nice and just continue to build on that and build on that and build on it so that's what's next uh for me Mm -hmm. um for other divisions in our company, like my older brother, uh, who runs all of our stores, it's, con- t- like I said, to continue to be profitable in every single store. And doing that across five different stores, um, and even though it's the same company, it's really kind of five different markets. Yeah. Um, people buy different in every area. That's a big challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, every aspect of our business, the on-site, whenever we come see you, of course, I handle all that. The online I have a department that handles all that, and then in-store. Um, all three are different, and all three need to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's really what I'm focused on. Um, I'm trying to work more on my business than in my business, yeah. but 
The problem is with me, I still like working in the business. Yes. Too. Yep. Uh, you, you, I, I believe I'm being hands on. Yeah. Uh, somebody, one of my employees recently said, hey, you know, you could get a lot more done if you just worked at home. And I said, <laughs> but I don't want to work at home. Right. That's I, not, that's I, not I, where I the like, business is at. I like to be here with yeah. you guys. Um, so just continuing to build all three phases of our company. That's that's awesome. Now, now to do that, what ideas are you using? And I'm going to go into the marketing realm of things because that's you know where we we land as far as Navarro Creative Groups. So, what has been the best marketing tools that you have used in order to continue to build your business, but that you think that you're going to be utilizing more in the future? Um, Google. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked about this. Yeah. Uh, having as many Google reviews as possible. Yeah. Um, amongst all of our stores, amongst our entire company. Um, what people say matters. Yes. And responding to that. Uh, we don't just respond to four and five stars. You know, we respond to every one star, every yeah. two star. We have them. I mean, you're going to have them. Nobody's yep. perfect. No company's perfect. But when I can ha- say in, in an email to a customer, we have over a thousand Google reviews. Um, amongst all of our stores with a 4.85 out of five star rating uh, that says a lot yes um, so quantity matters so uh, using that uh, Google um, uh, posting pictures on Google mm-hmm. uh, social media of course you yep. and I were, we're going to be talking about yep. that um, that's huge obviously and it's something that I don't know a lot about yeah. you know uh, social media came along as I was leaving college so so you weren't in the midst yeah, of it all <laughs> like i mean you know i have it and everything but if you ask me oh how do you really use it i don't know i mean i can tell you yeah you do hashtags and all that but, right um you know I, I don't i don't need to be working on that yeah you know yeah um, exactly I, I have right. to have somebody do that yeah um so that's going to be huge and is huge now um so i'd say those two things uh but with with my business because it it has our name attached to it um like you said, the relational aspect, mm-hmm. and um, I continue to do cold calls. I continue to do all that, but uh, when I'm, whenever I'm able to get a customer of mine to give a reference um, to another group, it'd be or, huge. It's huge. It's huge. So word of mouth will always be your best of, marketing. Yes, yes it's yep. our best marketing. It still is. So yep. uh, that's that's massive. We have um, in all of our stores. We have in our stores. Rate us on Google. So our employees know, hey, every single one of them matters because, you know, for every 10 bad ones you have, you have to have 100 good ones. Yeah. You know, and people love to be negative. Yes. So they'd much rather they'd much rather Mm -hmm. post a bad one. Mm -hmm. Um, So you got to work even harder to get good ones. Right. And if you have the ratings like you do, that just really does speak volumes. Mm -hmm. What is something that you would tell a young entrepreneur coming in? to the world of business and wanting to start something what would you tell them are what they need to think about and what are some of the pitfalls and how to pass you know surpass those obstacles because they'll happen yes what would you say to a young entrepreneur all right young entrepreneur uh you don't know it all uh first of all actually probably don't know anything (laughs) Uh, because i didn't yeah uh stay humble uh have a goal uh, it it's achieved day by day. Mm-hmm. It's not built overnight. I know that. Um, try to use any equity you have. Don't try to go borrow. Mm-hmm. If you have to, okay. But I would rather, you know, I, I'd rather produce it myself first and then make an investment yeah. uh, than to just jump in and, um, and take out a big loan. Because 
I mean, I don't know the stats, but I guarantee you probably two out of three businesses fail, you know, probably in the first year. Yeah. I drove by one today that I thought, oh, that was a great idea. And it wasn't there six months. Wow. Um, But be humble. Uh, Don't borrow money if you can. If you can um, be willing to listen to others. Uh, Just kind of what we've talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Listen, if you're if you are married, listen to your spouse. Um, (laughs) Get them involved. Let them know what's happening. I have three green lights now. And if I don't have three green lights on a big decision, I don't do it. First, I pray Uh if I have a peace about it. Um, Then uh, I ask my wife. I say, hey, what about this? And if she says, go for it, mm-hmm. that's my second green light. And my third green light would be my covering still in business, which is my, my father and my mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they give me the green light, then I'll go for it. Love if it. I don't have all three of those, then I don't go for it. Yeah. Even if it's one and I don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, so have accountability. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, find somebody that you can partner with um, that thinks different than you. Uh, doesn't have to work in your business. It could be outside of your business, but seek counsel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's it's very important. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have a mentor? Yes. In addition to your father, I and- do. I have a few. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they they're not even in our business at mm-hmm. all. Uh, but it's people that I trust. Yeah. And then I bounce things off of, and mm-hmm. uh, people that can tell me, "Hey, you're you're not thinking right," or "Hey, yeah, this is right on, spot on. Go for it." That's fantastic. Um, I, you know, I don't want to be around yes people. That mm-hmm. does me no good. Right. Uh, so don't put yourself about around yes people. Uh, pitfalls. Um, hmm. Pitfalls. I guess uh, kind of what we talked about, debt um, is, you know, cash is king. Mm-hmm. You know, like Dave Ramsey, that's yep. what he says. Uh, and it is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not going into debt. Um, yourself. You know, like I said, in 2009, 2010, that was a huge pitfall for me. It was me. Be aware. And, um, mm-hmm. and you know, it's like, hey, if I go around, I'm having problems everywhere. The only person that's with me is me. <laughs> right. You know? So it's probably me. <laughs> um, so being able to self-evaluate and say, hey, you know, this is what I'm doing right. It's what I'm doing wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, see your business as your customers see it. Uh, not the way you see it. Mm-hmm. So whenever I will walk into a store, I don't I don't go around to the stores as often anymore because that's a, my brother's job. Uh, and how I was trained and how I watched my dad do it and how my brother does it now is we walk in and we look at it through the eyes of a customer and trying to train my people that way, our managers that yeah. way. Um, you know, you got to see your, your comp- company is the way the customer sees it. Absolutely. And it's really hard to do that sometimes because you're seeing it every day. Yeah. And you're getting used to it. Yeah. Well, that customer's seen it for the first time. And a lot of times you get one shot with people. And, uh, for instance, uh, our our main location, they need a facelift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so little by little, I, we did it. And um, uh, but some of the things I look back on now that needed to be done 15 years ago that we did just five years ago, I think, man, why in the world did we wait? Why did like, we wait? Terrible. Right. Yes. So you got to yeah. be able to evaluate your company, how a customer would see it. Well, I love that. So let's talk about um, real quick, giving everyone your locations. Let's talk about your locations. Okay. How can people find you? And okay. I, I want you to um, identify a number of the different 
areas or trades that your um, business actually does provide uniform services okay. to. All right. So first way to find us is on uh, just the internet, scrubhub.com, all one word, uh, S-C-R-U-B-H-U-B.com. Fantastic uh, URL. Or, um, Amazing. <laughs> it really is. I'm glad we got that one. Yeah. Um, or uh, you can also see our corporate website, which is uniformsolutions.net. Uh, the uniformsolutions.net is a different feel. It gives you the group feel. If you have a, a group that you're trying to outfit or a hospital or a facility or get apparel for your whole company, uh, that would be the website to go to. Scrubhub's more the retail side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have five physical locations, as you said. Uh, one is in Donaldson, close to the airport. It's uh, 2721 Lebanon Road. Uh, downtown Nashville on Church Street. We're in between 17th and 18th Avenue at 1717 Church Street. Uh, Lebanon, uh, close to Kroger on Main Street. It's 1342 West Main Street. Um, Murfreesboro, we're right behind Home Depot. Uh, That's at 211 Robert Rose Drive. And then Cookville, Tennessee, we're at 650 South Jefferson Avenue. what was the other question you had? Um, oh, uh, what trades? Trades, okay. Uh-huh. So, of course, uh, anything to do with medical, um, anything to do with any kind of apparel um, for your group, whether it be construction, uh, whether it be uh, chef wear. We do uh, a lot of restaurants. Um, whether it be cul- uh, well, culinary restaurants, same thing. Uh, factories, if you have a factory, any kind of factory work. Mm-hmm. Um Really, anything and anybody that goes to work, we do. And need a uniform. Um, yeah, lawn, mm-hmm. lawn maintenance, lawn care, uh, anything outdoors, indoors. It doesn't matter. I mean, we literally do it all. Um, so uh, if you ever need any monogramming, screen printing, anything like that, we do all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, pretty much everything. So you guys do it all. You guys keep it in-house. Mm-hmm. You really work one-on-one with your clients. And if you don't have it, you guys are going to find a way to get it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. I tell everybody in our company, I'm the only one that can tell anyone we can't get it. Yep. There so, you go. I love yeah. that. Well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. I wish you all the best of success thank in you. the future. I know that it's going to happen because you guys are just so passionate about what you do and you're good at what you do. Thank so you. Um, congratulations on all that. Again, thank Thank you for being here. This has been Success by Design podcast with Wendy Navarro, your host, CEO of Navarro Creative Group, where you can listen at winradio.com, winradio on Apple Podcast and SoundCloud, navarrocreativegroup.com, and spotify.com. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you.